You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. Are you ready? It's time for your weekly dose of Wayne's Comics. Welcome to episode 192 of the Wayne's Comics Podcast. Thanks so much for listening. This week, Frederick Veetman returns, the scorer of Green Lantern, the animated series, and he's been up to good things, including Justice League Gods and Monsters, which he provides the score for. That recently released direct-to-DVD or Blu-ray movie is really great and done by Bruce Timm, of course, and this reunites him with Bruce after Green Lantern, the animated series. And we talk about what was different this time around, because Freddie's been doing a lot of different DVDs DC movie scores, and he does a great job on them, in my opinion. We talk a lot about what's changed and what kinds of things happen when you put together a score like this. And a lot of other discussion, too, about music, which I always have fun talking with him about. I even include a couple of pieces in there that he talks about during the interview. We also talk about what he has coming up in the next few months, including some other great DC stuff, which we'll learn more about in the future. One word of warning, Skype was giving us fits the night that we recorded, and we had to resort to telephone. Sometimes it isn't quite as crisp and clear as I would like it to be, but if you have trouble hearing it, just turn up the volume a little bit. You should be able to get what Freddie's talking about. There's a lot to get to, so let's get on with the show. Welcome back to the podcast, Frederick Viedman, the scorer of Greenland, the animated series, and now is a new project out, Justice League Gods and Monsters with Bruce Tim. Always a good thing to work with Mr. Tim. How are you doing, Freddie? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me back. It's good to talk with you again. As I was telling you just a second ago before we started recording, I really loved Greenland, the animated series, and I love the music in it, too, that you did. And I noticed, too, that you had gotten a lot of nominations for awards, which I thought was really cool. Do you remember which ones you got you were nominated for? Yeah, the two biggest ones were two Annie Award nominations consecutively. And I got beaten twice by, by other shows, but I, was, I felt very honored to be nominated in the first place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially for a show that not many people knew at this time. Because mm-hmm. you were nominated for, in 2012, looks like it was music in a television production. Correct, yeah. And then 2013. Years, actually. Yeah, well, 13 was music in an animated television or other broadcast venue production. Right. Yeah, that's, I think I just renamed it, but it's, it's essentially the same category. Oh, good. Okay, great. Yeah. But I did notice, too, you also got in 2012 a nomination for an International Film Music Critics Award. 
Yes, that. that too. Correct. Yeah, they were kind enough to put me up for that too. That's great. Film music critics all around the world, they've created this group and they vote every year on what they think was the best. And yeah, it's, it's great to be nominated amongst people like that as well. Well, you did great because I love that show. I to this day I still pull out my Green Lantern every once in a while and watch it because the mm-hmm. music was oh, terrific. That's great. It was just such a wonderful thing, and I yeah. I wish it had gone on. But you know, I think that this one and you also did scoring for Beware the Batman too. Correct. Yeah. And I think that what happened was unfortunately is that Cartoon Network has kind of shifted directions right around that time. They went towards a younger audience instead of something that yes. would appeal all ages. Yes, I think Beware the Batman was a bit of a tough sell, especially when they were having that kind of a conceptual change in the programming. Mm-hmm. So it was very dark, and they put it in a time slot for little kids, and of course, then that's predestined to not do very well, in my opinion. I think it could have spent really well on Adult Swim or something like that. Yeah, I wish it was another channel. I wish there was like a superhero channel where all these good things could have a home. And you know, that's what my wife said the other day, because I told her, I said, like, look, I don't think these DTV movies, they play anywhere on TV ever, yeah. and they're so great. And yeah. then she's like, yes, somebody should make a channel with just movies like this and mm-hmm. shows. Oh, I agree. That would be great. Oh, it'd be wonderful. Here's an idea. Let's put it out there. <laughs> <laughs> See if we can get someone to nibble on this one. But uh, yeah. Now, we were talking a little bit about the fact that this opened the door for you because I was looking through your IMDb credits. And man, you've been busy with DC doing these direct to video things. That you've been up to, because as I look, I see you starts out with Justice League, the Flashpoint Paradox, which was a great thing. You also did JLA Adventures, Trapped in Time, Son of Batman, and then we mentioned Beware the Batman too. But you had done like Batman versus Robin, and now you're doing the Justice League Gods and Monsters. There was like a little mini series, it was a uh, series of chronicles, and now the video came out, in which I got a chance to see, and I really loved it. I thought it was just again your scoring to me is always it has a feel like a feature film. As we talked Good. about, that's it. exactly what I'm trying to do. That's and it was good that you say that. Such a cool thing, and of course, this Justice League movie has got a very different feel to it than, say, the other ones do, because you talk about darker. This is a much darker oh, yeah. Justice League. So very cool. So uh, why don't we talk about Justice League Gods and Monsters? Did Mr. Tim request your services again after all the good things you've done with him? Yes. Yeah. He, as far as I was told, he, he did request me to do this. I got the call. And obviously, I was more than happy to say yes to this wonderful opportunity because, you know, I, the last time I had worked with him was on Green Lantern. And it was such a good vibe with him to work on a project like this because he's so into music. He loves scoring and he loves melodies. He loves big sounds and he loves music to support picture in a very big way. And a lot of people out there, they have a tendency to go more minimalistic and understating things and do less and less and less and more ambient and things like that. And he's very much like, oh, big, when need to be big, go small. He really loves music, and it's a very good place for a composer to be to work with someone who's really appreciative of what you can add to the picture. So I was very happy to be working with him. Yeah, it's just now out, so I encourage people to pick it up because it's a very good story. Uh, I hope we get to see more of this in the future, actually, because I I really loved the movie. I thought it was really terrific. Yeah, good. Well, I think that's... I I don't know what their plans are, but I think this is kind of a test. You know, they want to see how do people respond to this new approach. And if it does well you know that they will do something else if they like that because they wouldn't just waste that opportunity. So hopefully people out there dig it and will want more. Mm-hmm. And I think Warner Brothers will respond accordingly. 
See, it's kind of interesting because not only did you do the video, but there were these little mini movies that were done. And also there was a series of comics. They did one for each of the characters, and they did sort of a, a group comic of them, which was digital first and is now coming out in paper. At the, so, mm -hmm. you know, this has been kind of a big deal as far as things go. And maybe for people who don't know, Gods and Monsters is actually about a very darker Superman, Batman, and Wonder Woman. And I have to say that the very beginning, particularly, I just, I loved your score for, it starts out with the origin of Superman doesn't quite go the way we're used to it. And the way you did the music, I thought was really great. It was dynamic. And then you go into the title music as well. And I really enjoyed it real well. I was just like, wow, it set the tone for the whole rest of the movie. I thought just terrific. Mm -hmm. That was great. Thank you. Thanks very much. It was just such, such an interesting thing to see. And, you know, one, the last time I talked with you about Green Lantern, I was asking what kinds of things were you trying to accomplish musically? And did you do something differently with this one, too? Because it felt like it was a little bigger than the Green Lantern was. Even as big as that was, this one felt a little larger than that. Were you trying to accomplish that kind of a thing with the score for this movie? Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, the, the big difference is the Green Lantern is kind of an epic space adventure. With a lot of mystery and and space awe and things, you know, very awe inspiring moments, big spaceship battles. So it's got this kind of Star Wars aura. Mm -hmm. And in Gods and Monsters, it was a very real story to me. When I watched it for the first time, it looked very much like it could happen today mm -hmm. in our time. Mm -hmm. You know, it felt very contemporary. And I think the music needed to match mm -hmm. that environment. So Bruce and I had this discussion, and his initial instinct was. Immediately, Freddie, we need to go with something slightly less classical and a little bit more out there and, and daring. So feel free to use some electronics where you feel fit. And in fact, we did try to score a couple of the earlier action sequences with very little orchestral elements just to see how far can we push this staying away from the orchestra idea. And we, you know, we found out it doesn't quite work. We need a little bit more momentum and thematic material to get us through it in a good way, so we adjusted accordingly. But we really tried in some of these pieces to really pull back on the orchestra and the strings and just let some interesting new sounds come out and be featured and be heard and sort of set a different vibe in a different mood than we're used to. called um, Justice League Throne of Atlantis. Mm -hmm. That was a very different ballgame because a lot of the movie takes place underwater in Atlantis and it's very beautifully animated and kind of magical. So there's this whole score versus Gods and Monsters. So Bruce and I immediately discussed that we needed to approach this one a little bit differently and we really tried hard in the beginning process to stay away from classical, traditional orchestral sound. Mm -hmm. And we really tried to push that boundary and we went as far as scoring some of the earlier action sequences with very little orchestral elements and really just a lot of heavy percussion and synthesizers. And it kind of didn't feel quite right, so we added a lot of orchestral elements just to give it more of a Justice League vibe. Mm -hmm. But we really tried to push the, the envelope on that. And so you'll hear a lot of 
pieces. Like I think when in the beginning when they find Superman capsule, it's a very ambient score. Even when they find the baby, there's nothing emotional in there. There's no strings, there's no flutes, anything like that. It's just kind of it's a very otherworldly, dark palette that kind of sets up the rest of the movie. Mm-hmm. And quite frankly, the really dark backstory of all our superheroes. Mm-hmm. Now, you were mentioning that this was different from Throne of Atlantis. Yeah, Throne of Atlantis was the Justice League movie I did previously, and that one required a lot more magic and mystery because a lot of the time it takes place underwater mm-hmm. in Atlantis, mm-hmm. and it was such a beautifully animated movie, very magical with water and colors. So it, the, the, the score was a very classical, orchestral, and melodic score. Mm-hmm. Of course, Justice League Gods and Monsters is, is a lot more on that electronic dark side you know i noticed too though as i was listening to the score that you use vocalization a lot more this time too you like choir. yeah there's some the choir you mean right yeah, yeah there are some choir moments um mm-hmm. yeah that's just a it's just a nice color to add you know mm-hmm. we didn't have the budget to record it live so we had to fake it so i always do what i can and i i, I use it in places where it feels like it doesn't stand out there's a wrong sound mm-hmm. <laughs> hopefully we know the old story was that when uh, Mr. Tim did uh, the, the the Mask of the Phantasm, I think it was the movie, they actually sang their names backwards. And when they did the title music, if you listen to it, if you could play it backwards, sometimes you'd hear like Bruce Tim's name and Paul Dini's and all these names all going backwards. And it, oh my gosh, that's funny! I didn't know that. That's, that's great. That was what the a word. Cool idea. I, so it was kind of funny to hear it. As I was listening to it, I said, those names that sound familiar, but what are they? And I read somewhere that he had done, they had done that with I thought was funny. It was a great way to do that. But, That's uh, awesome. Yeah, yeah he's, I, he's a very creative guy. I mean, uh, it's, just, it's so much fun to work with him because he's got fantastic ideas that really go to a new place. And he's giving you enough creative freedom that you feel like you can experiment yourself and, and go out of yourself a little bit and try to break your own rules. I think that's a really good place to be for a composer or any creative person working for him. Very cool. So one thing I wanted to ask, too, was that, you know, when you did Green Lantern, you had not done a lot of superhero stuff at that point. But now that no. you've, you've done several yeah. now, is the process different for you as a creator coming up with music for these now? Because each one has a different, you, you provide different music, which I like them all, by the way. I, if I like the music, I look to see who did it, and I usually see your name in there, so I'm really happy about that. But <laughs> as, as far as making the process, you know, is doing it differently now. Is it different for you now? Do you, Are there different ways that you have to come up with music as, since you're, you've done several of these? Yeah, um, it's a good question. It's interesting. I never actually thought about that. How it is, what it is like for me now versus when I started doing it. The only thing that's really different is that it's a little bit easier mm. for me, mm. you know, because, I, and I think it's a, it's a matter of confidence because I've done, I don't know, almost close to 550 minutes of Green Lantern music, which mm-hmm. quite literally every minute of it is original. There hasn't, there hasn't been anything that's been reused from another episode, which in TV happens quite a bit, you know, where they recycle music from another episode. Mm-hmm. In this case, it wasn't possible. It was just all through composed. So after close to 600 minutes of Green Lantern music, I just kind of 
got my chops down to a place where it's become very, very fluent and effortless for mm. me to create something that will work. And I wouldn't say it's better than back then because I still think my Green Lantern stuff is great, even though it was, it was a, my first project in that respect. I still think I would have done it similarly today. Mm-hmm. But I think I have a, I, I can do it faster now and with a lot more confidence. And maybe that enables me to try new things in a way that I wouldn't dare when I'm just starting out to do this, you know, like in, I'm kind of glad that God and Monsters came along after I have had done a couple of these because now I kind of knew, okay, this is that terrain, this is that terrain, and now I can really try to figure out what else can I try mm-hmm. that will still work and still feel like a Justice League movie, but maybe push the boundaries a little bit mm-hmm. into either direction. Mm-hmm. Well, it's just wonderful stuff. I, I, I don't want to spoil any parts of the movie, but there's a part which explains why Becca left. We all know that she's from like Apocalypse or that region, the New Gods area, and how she came to leave there. I, I was listening to the score of that particularly, and I thought that was really poignant the way you had uh, yes. written that. I just thought that was terrific, and I you know, would never, ever spoil any of that stuff out there, but you made it so that I really felt what was going on in that sequence, and I thought that was terrific. Great. Well, thank you. That was one of my favorite scenes, too. And, you know, quite frankly, I think this one is actually the most classical scene in terms of music. It's got a, it's pretty much got the full orchestra going with horns and trumpets and strings mm-hmm. and a big theme mm-hmm. and also some some more ancient instruments. I think you're hearing some dulcimers and, mm-hmm. and Armenian to do just to kind of give this give it this otherworldly feel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's one of my favorite moments, too. It's just a very emotional, emotional, tragic backstory that mm-hmm. needed some really heavy... Um, sad music. See, it was so different from the Superman part. The Superman part, the beginning anyway, when the stuff was going on with uh, his origin being changed, it was a lot more action-oriented, and hers was a lot sadder sequence. Yeah. So I yeah. like the way that you put a lot of variety into the music, and I just think that what it does is it keeps us as viewers really glued to the screen and, and, and listening to it, engaged completely in the movie the way that was done, because I, you know... All three characters, clearly the music represents the differences between the characters. Good. Which yeah, I really like. one of the goals we had to try to do. Yeah. Great. Yeah. I'm glad you say that. I like that because, you know, uh, Batman being a vampire in this movie, and that's public knowledge. And I liked... The way you handled his music was kind of different, too. Some of the music almost reminded me a little bit of other Batman music, but not very closely. It was in the sort of the same tone, but not the same kinds of melody in it. Yeah, yeah. This music is at times almost like a villain, in a strange way, like a broken villain trying to be good. Mm-hmm. You know, that was kind of the idea. Like, how do you make Batman not the da 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 da? You know, Benny Elfman or, or Hans Zimmer Batman, but more of the, uh, he's, he's really messed up and mm-hmm. he's got this big issue, which is him being a vampire. Mm-hmm. But he's still, he, he's still a vigilante. He's, he's still a good person trying to do good things. Mm-hmm. But he's got this incredible, horrific monster side inside of him. Mm-hmm. And of course, there's, we get to see, and those of us who are fans of the comics, we get to see several characters, uh, Lex Luthor and some other ones I won't spoil by mentioning. But the great thing about it, too, and I think that your score really helps, too, was that there's a big old surprise at the end. There's a certain way we kind of expect this to go, and Mr. Tim, of course, never goes that way, and he goes a very different direction, and I thought your music really accentuated that. There's this one place where I was just certain this was going to be the wrap-up, and we're teased along, and and your music makes it feel like it's that way, and suddenly it's not. And so you guys did a, a wonderful job of surprising me. I remember just sitting there going, oh, 
It's not that way? Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> good. We sold the twist to you. That's good. That was, That's I, always a good thing. <laughs> I really enjoyed that. So, see, I like, I, I've read comics and I've watched movies and stuff for a long time now. So, for me, if I'm surprised, that's a terrific accomplishment. That's good. Yes, so you're an experienced one. <laughs> yeah, I loved it. So, I just, the whole business to me was just, it tied the characters well. The music really pulled everything, through, all of us moving along. You know, and it, it matched the animation too. It had a real dynamic feel to it most of the time. Action and things are important. Things are going on, kind of a feel, which I think that you know, a movie like that, particularly an animated movie, you've got to keep us interested. You know, on every level you can. And I just thought your score did a great job of making us, you know, invested in what was happening. I completely forgot where I was, you know, watching the movie, and I loved that. Good. That's good. These are all good things. These are all things that I'm trying to do as I'm working. Some of them subconsciously, but that's all good to hear. Mm-hmm. Very good, very good. Well, I, I, I really loved it. I hope we get to see more of this. Uh, even if you guys do a little shorts occasionally, it would be fun to, to have a look. Yeah, at. those were cool, right? I, I thought that was a great idea. And I was really amazed by how much story you can fit into a five-minute little thing, mm-hmm. especially the Superman one. I thought that was great with oh, Brainiac. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, it's very, very sad. It's great, great stuff. I really like that, and having Superman be so different, and your music kind of reflecting that, was to me yeah. a great thing. Because you know, Superman is usually very triumphant, you know, yeah. marching music, and yours was a very sad feel to it, and very almost a like I keep using the word dark, but the dark was the tone mm-hmm. that I came away with from it. I mean, of course, he's a very yeah. dark character here. I just, I, yeah, absolutely. I, you know, I love the the music. I, you know, I always want to ask, and I always want to find out somehow if you are ever going to release music collections of the stuff you've done on the DC. Uh, yes, actually, this one specifically is coming out on August 11th, and we've actually included the Superman short music on the CD too. So you get the full score from the movie, and then the Superman short extra on oh. the disc. Oh, good. Oh man, I'm going to have to be yeah. after that. I can't wait yeah. for that. Is that going to be? Is that going to be like? Do you know? Is that coming out like on iTunes or is that, you about to buy the it's disc? Actually, La La Land Records is doing um, the physical release. Mm-hmm. So if you go to lalalandrecords.com after August 11th, you can order it. Mm-hmm. And I think the first hundred people ordering, they get a signed copy. Like I signed 100 booklets for them, so they can, you know, the first hundred will get an autographed CD, which is kind of cool. Oh, I'll have to be after that. And yeah, if you're, if you're one of the first ones to order, that okay. should be easy to get. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and I think that bonus track from the Superman short is only on the physical disc. If you get it on iTunes, which mm-hmm. will be released, I believe, a little bit later, mm-hmm. then that track won't be on that. They, they, they do that to make people buy the physical. Mm-hmm. They put a little bonus on there. So if you want that Superman track, you have to get the actual CD. <laughs> okay, I've got to get the disc then. I'll have to get that physical disc. Yeah, me too. I like physicals. Especially, yeah. I love autographed ones too. So yeah. I have a bunch of them myself. Very, very I cool. Think that's always fun. Oh man, I can't wait to get that because I really got to do that. Get those things because I wish they would release more of your music from the different videos yeah. that you've done. Well, we have a bunch of them. I mean, Throne of Atlantis is out. Oh, it is. That's yeah, that's out, and Son of Batman is out, mm. and um, Flashpoint Paradox is out. Oh, man. Green Lantern has two CDs. Oh, I've been missing all this um, stuff. Man, I've been I yeah. something this out, man. I'm going to have to go after it. You just go to the, the, the La La Land Records website, and you go to the DC. They have mm. a DC tab, and you just you see all the DC CDs, and there's a bunch of mine there. You can check them out there. Oh, Some man. of them are up on iTunes as well. 
I don't have to get them. I can't believe I haven't found these. I, I, every once in a while I look for them, but I haven't come across them. Maybe I'm, I'm, I'm maybe iTunes doesn't like me for some reason. I don't know. <laughs> but I'm gonna what make... I really wanted, what I, what I also wanted to mention to you, there's something if you're interested in this kind of DC music, if you buy the Throne of Atlantis movie on iTunes, mm -hmm. or if you have the Blu-ray DVD, I don't know if you have either of them, mm -hmm. but in the extra features, mm -hmm. there's a 35-minute documentary on how we made the score. You can Ooh. see the orchestra and the conductor and everything. It's really cool. I haven't seen that. I'm going to have to see that. Yeah, yeah, that's really fun. So you should check that out. You can see me and my wife conducting and uh -huh. my whole team in the studio. And mm -hmm. you know, we talk about the process and the instruments we're using. Mm -hmm. It's really interesting. That's oh, I on the, so. I think the Blu-ray or the iTunes download. Okay. I will definitely track that stuff. Down. I can't believe I miss all this stuff, man. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to. You're <laughs> gonna have to get some more of my money. Is what's gonna have to happen here. Yeah. Well, I I don't I don't get much from. I mean, the CDs it's, it's pennies, but the DVDs I don't get anything. So. Oh man. But but I, I'm sure it, it all goes into the next DC movie, so it goes into a good cause if you want okay. to look at it that way. That's good. You may be financing the next Gods and Monster franchise. <laughs> okay, that'll be good. I'd like to see that. Yeah. So, uh, I, as always, I, we talked before about the fact that you like to do different kinds of music, uh, you know, different scoring for and different kinds of music in them. And I've noticed as I looked on your IMDb things that you've got a lot of projects going on. They're very different kinds of tales. You've got a documentary in there. You've got mm -hmm. TV series of, with several episodes in it, Miles from Tomorrowland and mm -hmm. Old Hill King Julian. And, all, and you, So you're doing uh, continuing to do a lot of variety when it comes to music. Yeah, and it's great that way. I started out doing horror movies exclusively back in 2007, mm -hmm. and I was getting worried that at some point I'll be pigeonholed as the horror guy, and that's all I'll be doing. Mm -hmm. And then suddenly it just opened up and people came with different projects through my door. And I, it's just been an amazing experience to be able to do so many different things and people trusting me to be able to do it. Mm -hmm. You know, Bruce Tim and John Carlo Walt on Green Lantern, I looked at my credits and they were like, we have no idea if this guy is any good, if he can do superhero or if he can even do TV. Mm -hmm. All they knew is they liked the demo I did for them. Mm -hmm. But with my credits, they really didn't know if I'm up for the job because it's they had no confidence in that I'm able to pull it off every week and deliver and mm -hmm. do the whole thing. So I had to prove myself to them mm -hmm. quite a bit. But thankfully, there's a lot of people out there that give me that chance. And once they do, they usually leave happy. Um, so yeah, it's been great. You know, I, I continue with the superhero stuff for, for DC, which is a blast. Mm -hmm. Then I'm doing this show, Miles from Tomorrowland for Disney, which is a more younger audience, mm -hmm. kids' space adventure. Super mm -hmm. fun. Mm -hmm. I really love that show. Mm -hmm. And All Hell King Julian is a spin-off of Madagascar. That's for DreamWorks Animation. Oh. Yeah, and that's, that's for Netflix mm -hmm. only, and it's really fun, too. It's a mm -hmm. totally hilarious show. It's, it's, got, it's, it's fun for little kids and also fun for adults, if you know what I mean. I put a lot of jokes in there where parents would go, oh, okay, but no four-year-old would understand, you mm -hmm. know? Mm -hmm. So it's kind of for all ages, I think. It's really great. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they, they musically require all such different things that the documentaries that you mentioned. And yeah, I really enjoy doing different things. I'm so glad that I'm able to do this and that I'm not doing just one thing because I think it would get boring. Mm -hmm. Well, it's great stuff. Now, do you want to mention a couple of projects that you have coming up? Because uh, I want to keep my ear to the ground, do a better job of uh, making sure I'm <laughs> calling up on your projects than I have been. Yeah, well, I have. I can. I think I can say, go as far as saying I have two upcoming DC movies that I can't announce yet because they haven't posted the trailer yet or 
done any press on them, so I'm not supposed to say anything. But okay. there's more superhero DC music coming, I oh, put good. it that way. Oh, good. Yeah, it's good. And then I think the one project that I'm really excited about that just came out on Vimeo only mm-hmm. is a documentary about autism. It was called Spectrum. Okay. It was directed by a very good friend of mine, and it was a really interesting documentary about autism looked at differently, basically not as a disease or as a condition, but more as a just different way of looking at things. And it's a very optimistic and positive documentary, and just they're interviewing people with autism that are creators, like a poet and, and a painter and a martial artist, and they basically explain how autism actually helps them achieve their goals in daily life because they're looking at the world differently. Mm-hmm. So that was a really interesting project, and we just released the score on iTunes as well. Mm-hmm. And it's, again, a completely different side of mine. It's, it's very much like Alexandre Desplat meets Thomas Newman. You know? mm-hmm. So it's a very different new thing that I have never done before, but I had a great time creating it. And I think that's a really interesting project. If anybody out there is uh, touched by the issue of autism and your family or close friends, mm-hmm. it's a really good one to watch. It's only 24 minutes long, mm-hmm. but it's a really terrific film. And I think it will put a smile on your face. And the music is great. And all proceeds will go to and, uh, the Women's Autism Network for the CD and the movie itself. So, mm-hmm. Wow. Very cool. Yeah. Well, I see according to IMDb, you've completed a documentary called The Three Hikers. Yes, that was about the three American hikers that a couple of years ago crossed the border into Iran oh. unknowingly and then got arrested and they were, they were in prison for almost, I think, two years mm-hmm. without a trial. So that was what that was about. That's a really also a very gripping story. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Well, boy, you're, you're keeping good things coming, which I really appreciate because good storytelling and good music, boy, they go hand in hand in my mind. And I think you do a terrific yeah. job of it. So Thank you so much. Keep it up because I will, I will get onto iTunes and, or go to lalaland.com and start ordering some stuff right away so I can catch up here. I'm, I'm, right. I'm, de- I'm <laughs> negligent in my duties here. I've got to keep up. So great stuff as cool. always. I hope that Gods and Monsters sells really terrifically well, and I'd like to see more of it. And I'm happy to hear you got two more projects coming. That's got, got me. I'm going to be uh, watching to see what those projects are when they come out. Yeah, so. I'm sure they'll be announced soon. Soon, okay. I'll keep my ear to the ground this time. I'll be do a, I'll, I'll be Great. listening and following. So, man, keep it up, Freddie. It's terrific stuff, and I Thank just think so that music that, that you're doing it really adds so much to the videos and stuff that I'm watching. So, it's terrific. Great. Well, it's so nice to hear all of that. It's very encouraging to continue. <laughs> okay. on my path. Well, thanks so much, and uh, I'm looking. I, I I can't wait. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> great. People need dramatic examples to shake them out of apathy, and I can't do that as Bruce Wayne. As a man, I'm flesh and blood. I can be ignored. I can be destroyed, but as a symbol. Get the latest from the comics universe. News, interviews, previews, and reviews. Listen to the weekly Wayne's Comics Podcast so you can keep reading your comics. That's it for this week. Be back next week as we count down to episode number 200. But until then, keep reading your comics.